Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, everybody out there. It's Brian House here for Housework, and I am in the studio, as always, with my main man, Mr. Trent Hill. Howdy, folks. And my beautiful wife. Hello. Sarah. And you're listening to episode number 15 of Work For It, a podcast where we talk about our work and what we do. We are uh, part of the Makery Network. If you're familiar with Makery, you know that uh, it is all really good, high-quality audio content delivered to you on your favorite podcast platform, Apple iTunes, Google Play, or I think they call it Google Podcast now, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all of the major uh, podcast feeds. And you can find us also on the website, makery.network. Go out there and find another show. If you're just listening to Work For It, go out there and find another uh, show that you really like. Or, uh, I, or just keep listening to us, please. Or just keep listening to us. Yes, absolutely. So uh, anyhow, so ladies and gentlemen, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Boo, Tell yes, me all boo, about it. Boo. We know Trent's got major gripes. <laughs> Next topic. Yeah, major gripes coming from the Trent. I, I want to hear what Sarah's drinking. Hand me that bottle there, please. There you go. All right. So we can fully take in all the And, and you also have to tell everyone how we acquired of it. Of course, of course. Sam's I, Club for the win. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought we could get through five minutes without Sam's Club coming I love up. Sam's Club. I love Sam's Club. Sam's We're not, Club bidet or gross oh. chicken wings. Oh, my God. Or purse cheese. <laughs> the purse cheese was Publix, I think. Uh, I don't know where my mom got that cheese because it was cheese I was taking from her house. It was theft of cheese. She would have given it to you anyway. I know. She always gives me cheese. So, uh, 
I am drinking a very sweet, very delicious red wine, black currant wine called Lawrence Elk, which I love. And it's got a really cool illustration on it of an elk with a pair of boxer shorts hanging off of one of his antlers. And it is from the Prairie Berry Winery in... Oh, sorry. You have to talk into the microphone. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. I'm dumb drinking. What do you yeah. want? Are you, are you having to adjust the bottle? Like adjust your arm length so you can read the small print? <laughs> that, no, I'm but- sorry. That's not picking on you. My wife has to do that. And it just cracks me up. And she's like, oh, your time's coming, asshole. Mm-hmm. Right? How old are you, Trent? I'm 41. You're 41. All right. Yeah. Your time's coming. Yeah. So. I, I, can, feel, I can feel my eyes starting to weaken. And it's like, mm, this is going to be fun. So I felt that in the last year, right? I I had laser I I was about to say laser eye removal, laser <laughs> eye surgery, um, when I was twenty two. So that was twenty years ago. Oh yeah, and uh, time I had, creeps up on us all. Oh man, but uh, I've had really great vision. Uh, my eyes regressed a little tiny bit, so I wear glasses just to like drive or watch a movie at night to make everything extra crispy. Right, but. You know, if I have them on and then I'm looking at something on my phone, I typically don't take them off. But in the last six months or so, I noticed, and I just said this again last night, I took them off to read something on my phone, which is super messed up that my eyes are just like, you know what? We can't like just focus on whatever anymore. That's like, what happens. You got to take your glasses off yeah. because it, it messes with the, the, the your reading. Uh, my rods and my cones are not having it. So, yeah. yeah. My, it, they're aging. Getting back to that bottle of wine. Right. Lawrence Elk, and it came from Prairie Berry Wines. Right. How did it get Which here? Which is in South Dakota. Yeah. Apparently. And they've been around since 1876. And it's really delicious. It's too sweet for Brian, but I'm not sweet enough. It, so it I think it's It would be a delicious. good dessert wine, like Night Jar or something like that. I'm going to drink this. Yeah. 1876, up. or as and, we like to call it, Little Drunks on the Prairie. Right. Yes. So Right. So this came to us because Trent sent us a little surprise care package and we opened it up and found alcohol, which is just such a great start. It's yeah. always appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Four bottles of wine from Prairie Berry Winery in South Dakota. All different, I don't like, all different flavors, by the way. Yes, yes. I don't like the word berry, but I'll let it go because it's wine. I don't know why. Don't you I? Don't, don't know. like the word berry. I have certain words I just don't like. What and about that the is word one of them. moist? How do you feel about the word? I think it's trendy. Moist. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick my neck out for everyone in the world, and I'm gonna say that I think it's trendy to think that word is gross. It's not great, right? It's it's <laughs> it's it's definitely like not not good. But it doesn't bother me like deep in my soul, like it bothers or seems to bother everyone at the same time on Twitter. So I've got a a, a word that nobody really says anymore, but it, it back in the day used to gross me out. So when you get like <laughs> really really fat, like I'm getting right now throughout quarantine, <laughs> um, when you when you your belly gets so big that it begins to crease in the middle i don't know if yeah so but it's i've heard someone refer to it as the gunt oh yeah that's horrible that's a good one that's yeah we can move on yeah we can totally move on from that or famunda that's another word taint 
But taint, on the other <laughs> hand, taint is a fun word to say. It is, and it rolls off the tongue. I mean, I love the word taint. And I use it in really funny Brian situations. Brian uses it all the time. Like, like, all the time. Man, I tried to grab that thing, but it taint coming. You, no, you just, no, you use it in a way more direct and gross way. You're just trying to be funny. Well, like no, I'm, I'm standing in the shower and I'm like, I do this Ugh, thing in the morning no. where I'm standing in the shower and I'm like cleaning myself. I'm like, I'm washing my balls and my taint. And I'm like singing about it and scrubbing away and, you know, making sure everything, you know, removing all the layers of salt from the day. Right. And you've a already. Laugh, a laugh a minute with Brian. Right. That's it, it really just is. And you've already heard the the voice recording of Brian doing armpit farts in the shower. Mm. Like it is literally a whole performance every morning. And you you guys don't even know all of it yet. Like you haven't even heard like the, the whole finale and everything. Like you don't even know. I don't know if we'll ever get there. No, let's get there. Let's talk about it right now because. Oh my God. So, okay. Your so my mother, my, she knows all about this. So, I, I get out of the shower. Bones. Yeah, I dry yeah. off. I, 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 Does my dad listen to this? Yeah. And oh, it's God, fu- He likes it. He thinks it's funny. Okay, go so, ahead. Um, so I get out of the shower. I dry off. And our shower is like enormous. It's like a small bedroom. I don't know why they built it as big as they did, but it's got like in its own seating area and everything So much else. room for activities. Yeah, there lots of activities. There is a lot of room for activities. Uh, and, and in this, there's like a little area where I keep my powders and such because I dry off my massively sweaty, gross body. And then I grab, uh, I have two different powders that I uh, use. As you give a, yourself uh, a dust bath like you're some I do. kind of. He does. He's like a Some kind of animal. You're like, oh, this is a good place to roll. Yeah, exactly. Like a chicken, like I, you know, trying to get the mites off. Of me. Yeah. I dump uh, a good amount of baby powder on my balls and taint because <laughs> what it needs to happen. I see, I live, live in Florida. Look, I, we live in Florida, <laughs> and this. Oh is yeah, just, you get that swamp ass. Yeah, you get you get crotch rot real yeah. fast, real fast down here. So I do that, and then uh, for many years, I've not used deodorant or antiperspirant. I just I got away from it. Um, Dirty hippie. And, Exactly. Uh, I use a uh, a real cheap alternative, and everybody you know that hears that I do this is that, that tries crystal it. Crystal rock thing? No, no. <laughs> I use uh, baking powder or baking soda. Oh yeah, uh, sodium bicarbonate. No, it's, that, it, that's totally it, legit. It is legit, and but see, here's what happens. I try to explain this to people. When you switch away from antiperspirant or deodorant to just straight up baking powder, baking soda. Uh, there's a period of time where your body stinks even worse. Like you, you kind of like sweat all out. You know, a lot of people don't understand the lymphatic system and Mm -hmm. what the armpits are for, Mm -hmm. which is a reason why people get a lot of, you know, lymphomas and cancers, I believe is because we're stopping that system. Jumping right into the work for it. Medical uh, chat again. I'm just saying (laughs) that this is my routine. If you decide to adopt it, it's up to you. You know, this is, this is what I do. So I powder my armpits I like to and, use corn flour because, you know, <laughs> roll it's me gritty. In. That's it. My, look for my wet armpits. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways. Then, so anyways, I splash the baby powder on the nether regions. Then uh, I do the armpits with the baking soda. And uh, I get out of the shower. We have like a pocket door. I which, slide which, the pocket door open. Would you say uh, you powder sugar the... Uh, the, the donut, yeah, that, that's exactly right. So everything's powdered it's like sugar, a funnel cake kind yeah. of situation. <laughs> it's like you're at a county fair. Kind of. <laughs> it is, it is, and there's a carny. First, you yeah. deep fry it, then yeah. you dip it. Exactly. 
So we have a pocket door. Sarah is an, a late sleeper. She sleeps in. I'm up by, you know, whatever time. So my routine is- Late is eight o'clock. Let's no, no, no. Real. Yeah. I mean, I say late because I'm an old man. I wake up yeah. at four in the morning. Yeah. So uh, Brian does. He seriously, like, I had a I, conversation I, with him on Instagram at like, it, like it was 3.45 time, my time. So yeah. it must have been like 5.45 his time. He'd already like drank a smoothie and was like- yeah, doing yep. his yoga poses and shit. Yep. Right, he had already powdered everything and powdered done his tank. morning performance for no one. That's it. And uh, so I slide the pocket door open, and Sarah's in bed still. And now she has a clear view of my my body as I'm standing there. <laughs> and you're backlit because and backlit. You have the, yeah, so the bathroom like a silhouette. light on, and I'm in a dark room. I look like a fat angel with a powdered donut. <laughs> between my legs and uh and i start doing this thing where i like i wiggle my hips and i like put my hands on the door door jam and i'd start giving her a little dance and she freaking and no matter i've done this for what four years you never get tired of it no you you laugh it's a great Every way for morning. you to wake up brian and brian magic mics you in the morning so it's exactly does. right he does so if you can imagine my junk swinging around i kind of do like i even spread my legs and i bend my knees a little so i'm like doing this whole thing sarah's like oh yeah how what do, do you say? How what do, do you call even, it? How do we even have an audience? That's what I want to know. I was just thinking, and and the numbers are dropping. Hey, we want the right kind of audience, <laughs> and they're going to find this funny. The right people. So, what do you call it when I'm I'm doing my little dance? I don't know. Stir in the sauce. Oh yeah, uh. stir in the sauce. <laughs> that's uh, a very that's ooh. a particular move though that you do. Yeah, and stir it, it and yep. stir it. Stir oh, it God. and dip. And and sometimes if it's I'm feeling all really in saucy. The hips. It's all in yeah. Oh, it's all in the head. If I'm feeling really saucy, I'll flip the lights on and off in the bathroom like she's in a club. I was yeah. thinking more of like a horror slasher movie. It could be that as well. Like the lights go off, you can't see anything, and lights come back on, and they're like five feet closer to you. By the oh, way, yeah. we are 12 minutes in, and we've already reached the pinnacle of my embarrassment of my life already <laughs> on this podcast right here. 12 poor, minutes poor and 40 Sarah. seconds. <laughs> you know. It's like having a fourth child. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I I think it's hilarious. I get to wake up laughing every day, and uh, I like that's my thing. My thing is just laughing. I that's love it. That's my jam. That's my <laughs> I would never say anything is my jam, but I guess yes. And if you're be. if you're a young man and you've just gotten married, take notes from me because <laughs> I've been married twice and I know how to do it right. Because you know what they say. I do it right because I do it twice. <laughs> Just like all the stuff I do in my life. <laughs> well, your your grinder it actually does show that evolution. You've gotten better with each one. Each each build is definitely better. That's exactly right. Is it does so, that yeah. make does that make your youngest kid like the best kid because you've had more practice? Strangely, no. He's not our favorite. <laughs> No, nope. say that. Not at all. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, he's a troublemaker. That one. They're all different levels and types of trouble. Yeah. No. Of course, we don't have a favorite. Wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. The dog is our favorite. He is. He really is. He's like our best child. Yeah. Very easy to care for. Doesn't mm -hmm. give us any attitude. Yeah. And our kids have shit on the floor more than the dog has. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. What I'm Boys. what I'm drinking this afternoon, Brian? Oh, I think I already know. 
I have I had a window into this earlier, yeah. but go ahead. I'm I'm interested. I don't know. So for the audience, I I have heard of this drink and I've never had it before. It's called a slow gin fizz. And I've heard excellent. of this. They are so excellent. It uh, I I wasn't quite sure because so you use gin like regular gin and then slow gin and slow gin is like a sweeter distilled. I mean, gin is distilled, but it's from juniper berries. You know, basically a pine tree. Right. And uh, slow gin, they actually, it's almost more like, I don't know how to describe it. Is it it from like a slow tree? No, it's like, so they they ferment it and they do Do they ferment it slowly? (laughs) No, it's because it's S-L-O-E. And so it's it's from like an old English word. And what is that? S L O E. I, I don't know. Mean. I didn't. I didn't dig that far. I just know that. So we it's, need to it's dig. Slow, slow gin. The drink is actually more like a brandy. You know how if you take wine and you distill it, you get brandy. Yes, that's what they do with slow gin. So slow gin is like twice distilled, and they've done something to it in the the making it part because it's very dark, and it smells way less ginny. Than the than the regular gin does. How dark are you talking? Because gin is clear. Uh, well, yeah, because slow gin is almost. It's uh, like wine. It looks like. Wine. Yeah, it's kind of it it's kind does. of wineish color. And, like and here's the, and here's the reason why. I just went to the Wikipedia page for it, and slow gin is red liqueur made with gin and slows. Slows are a fruit. S l o e s. S l o e s. It is a fruit. Relative to the plum, okay. Slow gin has an alcohol content between fifteen and thirty percent. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, but that's less than regular gin. Yeah, that's the only. So, that's the only regular gin's like forty percent. Yeah, I think. So, anyways, with with the slow gin fizz, it's I, I'm really enjoying it because it's a nice, refreshing. It's what's their, the fizz? What what do you? So it's club soda, simple okay. syrup, lemon juice. Okay. And then of course I put mine over ice. Yeah. But so it's it's tart, but it's sweet, but it's the sweet doesn't over overpower the the tart. So it's a nice it's a nice refreshing summer drink cuz it's you don't really smell or taste the gin. Yeah, that does sound good. And, I and like so gin. It's just, it's just a nice mellow cool at over ice. Let me tell you this is like you kind of just want to slurp it down cuz it it's it's a refreshing that's all I can call it, like a summer drink. Like when you drink that fresh homemade lemonade. Yeah. And you get that pucker, but at the same time, the sweetness like coats your tongue. And you want to sit on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. In and a rocking chair. Yeah. Watch the sun go down. Chew on a piece of grass. With the, because you use both gin and slow gin. So there is a, quite a bit of alcohol in it. So you probably don't want to slam it. It's definitely a sip and drink. Gin used to be my drink, but then like it started hurting uh, my teeth like yes. crazy. Do you get See, like a tooth I, sensitivity thing? I have my my wife does, but that's because she fell flat on her face one day. She almost mm-hmm. knocked her foot. Was she drinking out. gin? No, no. <laughs> oh. But I do have to say because I had mentioned that to Sarah, she was asking about the gin when I was showing the stuff we found in the shed. And I said, if I start drinking gin, you know my life has gone downhill. Because everybody <laughs> I know whose preferred drink is gin, like their life is wrecked. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. it. I, I personally I had a moment with gin and I 
was nothing but gin and tonics for a long time. Yeah, that was me too. Yeah, and it was gin and tonics with a lemon wedge or a slice of lime, depending upon whatever we had as far as the citrus went. And then um, I would – the drink evolved – into using a flavored seltzer like a, mm-hmm. like a Lacroix or something. That, actually, that sounds kind of nice. And we we named it the North Naples Fizz because it was gin. <laughs> Let's revisit this wee shit. Brian <laughs> named it the North Naples Fizz, and I was like, "Say what?" <laughs> yeah, it was. It's gin, Lacroix of any flavor. And then cranberry juice, a splash Ooh, of it, just yeah. just a splash, just to sweeten it just a little bit, and it it was killing the le- tart. You also yep. get the he tart. will that legit nice. like make this drink for like if we when we lived in our other house and we had a pool, like, we had people over, and he'd be like, "Can I get you a North Naples fizz? It's this and this and this," and they'd be like, "Okay," like he's super into presenting it as a legit cocktail. Hey, you know idea. what though. That I actually, respect that, that. That actually sounds like a drink that you would make by the pitcher full and just mm-hmm. cut, keep topping someone off with. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really good. So what you do is you make it, you blend the the alcohol, the uh, juice, and the lime, and then you pour it over ice and then top it with mm-hmm. whatever fizzy drink you're drinking because uh, you know otherwise it loses the carbonation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, that that's a, that actually sounds. And that's the other thing. Why do bartenders get to be the only ones who invent drinks? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm an inventor. Yeah, North Naples fizz. Everything, everything so was invented by somebody else. That doesn't yeah. mean that everything's all done and invented. That's right. We have more to find out. Exactly. I cannot more kinds come of, up with anything else. <laughs> more can't. kinds of yeah. weird concoctions and mixes. You know, you know. I, I think <laughs> about it. It had to have been like some just like hungover cowboy or. You know, like construction worker who's like, you know what? It's noon, but I want breakfast and lunch. Throw a fried egg on top of my hamburger. Totally. Yeah. Or when when they make when like chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. It's a great combination. That had to have been a drunk person. There's totally. That's a no. That's, a, that's not that's sober a food. stoner. That's a stoner. Could be a stoner, but that. it could also be a like a booze mop type meal where you're trying to soak up the alcohol from the night before i thought it was a straight up southern dish chicken and waffles i think it was originated came from california southern california i believe Hmm. i don't know correct me if i'm wrong i'll I'll look it up i know speaking i know that it's popular in canada yeah definitely speaking of hangovers by the way (laughs) uh i am drinking on the regular key nutrients my electrolyte drink that Sarah did a bunch of research on and we became an affiliate with them and and we have been uh, referring people to this drink because it is something you can mix like a small little t- teaspoon into your water and then it uh, basically refuels you and replenishes you uh, if you're working outside or even in your workshop. Um, 20 some dollars for 90 servings and you make your own. And it's changed my life. It's and allowed me to become an alcoholic. It really has. I've now <laughs> become an it. alcoholic because I have no consequences anymore. And there, got, I don't I don't wake up with a headache anymore. You got some excellent feedback from Joshua Perkins yep. on Instagram, who I know he is a Marine station at Quantico. He works ah. on avionics for helicopters. And he said... Because he, he, he was the guy who joined the Marines, the Marine Corps late in life. 
And he says that that stuff has been helping his old ass deal with all these young punk kids. <laughs> Quantico. Nice. That's where the uh, FBI headquarters is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's whatever that Marine base is. Because there's like, there's Virginia Beach, Naval Port, whatever. And then there's Quantico. And then there's the Marine base thing there. And like, there's actually like several military bases right in that area. I ju- I just remember because he said that like he has to drive a half an hour to work, so he's on the very outskirts. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, and uh, he's a bladesmith and uh, doing all kinds of cool stuff with his free time. Um, and uh, we message back and forth quite a bit. He built the revolution, um, and he was I think the first person that used the referral link uh, that we put down in the mm-hmm. show notes. And bought some peach he, mango, I think. He was he, he was my guinea pig because I told him I'm not going to buy it until I know that it works for him. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it is it has really changed my game. I, you don't realize how dehydrated you get throughout the day. It just oh, yeah. it's straight yeah, I up. Do. We, I mean, that, I, that I, did, I never realized sweating it. and and just the heat just really draw draw you know draws the moisture out. Yeah, you have an interesting climate in Wyoming because it's high desert there, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like yes. uh, it's very dry, and now so it's dry. hot. So yes. you're dealing with that, and we get the same problem, but in, on the converse, it's very humid but it's very 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 hot like the heat index here yes, a lot heat, makes the you heat sweat. index is much hotter there the difference yeah. here is like if you die in your car you become mummified there <laughs> you die in your car and it's just like you turn to mush hot wet garbage yeah and then the palmetto bugs eat yeah you. but uh but yeah the key nutrients uh the key nutrients powder if you go down into the show notes and you click through the link and you buy one or two or whatever uh we get a little kickback from it and it's uh again i wouldn't ever promote anything i didn't fully believe in so uh if you're dealing with dehydration um and and you're feeling for instance here's my first indicator that i'm dehydrated is I get uh, the muscle uh, that goes from like the right side of the back of my head all the way down to my right shoulder. It becomes very tight. And then the muscle that goes like directly down the right side of my spine gets really tight. And that's how I know that I'm in the beginning stages of either dehydration or a massive headache. And that's typically comes from uh, dehydration. Yeah. So it's, and and if I ju- if I take one of these and I chug it, I'm right in like ten minutes. If my uh, biology is not the right term, but if my uh, Gray's Anatomy wasn't lying to me, I think that's all the same muscle, actually, Brian. It could be because yeah. your trapezius run all the way from the base of your neck over to your shoulders and then down, and they connect damn near by your pelvis, and it's a big triangle shaped muscle on both sides of your body. Well, that's the first indicator. And if I wake up in the morning and my neck is stiff, I know that I'm dehydrated. So I, I, I leave a bottle of it next to the bed, and in the morning I drink half of it. And when I wake up, I shake it up and I drink it, and I feel like a million bucks. By the time I'm out of my shower, I feel ready for the day. I'm ready, ready to crush ready to it. stir the sauce. <laughs> oh, I am ready to stir the sauce. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's that. So, hey, um, baby, you got a big enough spoon? <laughs> Check out my sauce. I'll, I'll all right, stir it you. for you. All right. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So uh, something we've been talking about doing on the on the podcast. Uh, I brought this up to Trent. 
I actually emailed Craig because I wasn't really sure how this worked. Uh, but we want to start incorporating a little bit of music into the into the the podcast. We have to license the music, so there's like a whole thing. You can't like use a Beatles song or a Led Zeppelin tune. So we have a licensing company that we actually use for YouTube. So um, we're good to go. I actually went out, I reached out to them and asked them, Hey, if I download a piece of music from your website, can I use it on my podcast? And they were like, of course you just have to, you know, obviously license it and keep the license uh, information and all that. So I had a concept for work for it. I actually thought about taking us through a journey in time and talking about a specific year and maybe even getting granular and going down to a specific month in a specific year and talk about the things that were like trending at that time and kind of, you know, maybe some things that were invented, maybe, you know, whatever the popular show was at the time. Yeah, kind of capture the zeitgeist. Yeah. Like sort of ta- use that as a theme because we've tried on work for it uh, numerous different ways of like, you know, okay, we're going to talk about adversity. We're going to talk about our work. We're going to have guests on, um, you know, all those things work. Uh, and they and they work in their own right. But I thought, how kind of cool would it be if we just went like September 1981, go. And we, before the show, Sarah and myself and Trent would all kind of research some things and then bring up something that like struck a chord with us and talk about it. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's like a decent idea? Like that's something that we could do and it would kind of spur uh our conversations kind of move our conversations I, along. I like it. I want to see where the audience, where it takes the audience. Yeah, I do too. I, I'd I like hope- to, yeah, I'd like for our conversations to start, <clears throat> you know, uh, departing from you and your <laughs> weird routines that you're publicizing. It will always revolve around me. I, 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 I think know you, everything you is know about that. Ryan mm-hmm. in, in, I, I in would real like, life. I would like to incorporate our personal stories into those moments. Yes, as yes. long as we were alive at the time. Yes, that's um, my goal. Is is to talk about that time frame, kind of cover our personal journeys as well as the journey that our culture has gone through in yeah. our society. Because we forget, you know. Even and so, I, let me let me ask <clears> you: What did Craig say? Uh, I didn't bring the idea to Craig. Oh, I brought the technical uh, aspect of it because I wasn't really sure if we were allowed to use music in the podcast that, you know, that weren't like this was the song at the time kind of thing. We definitely can't do that. No, Um, but we can talk about it. We could talk about it. And but my, my question to him was, you know, if I download this licensed music that I have on my license, is it okay to use it because we're part of the Makery Network? I wanted to verify that I could transfer that license to Craig if needed. Right. He didn't actually know the answer. Hmm. So I had to go to Envato, which is where we buy all our music from. It's always then, best to get info from straight from the source. Yeah, exactly. And they, they said, of course, as long as I download it, license it, and attribute it to the show, mm-hmm. no problem. Just like a YouTube video. Like mm-hmm. if you ever hear music in any of my YouTube videos, it's all licensed through them. So – that's the that's kind of the concept because I was I was thinking if we do it at like in decades, they have like a shit ton of 80s style music on Envato, you know, like this like great, you know, sort of stranger things, you know, it's modern music. It was written recently, but it's all kind of got that theme. And then um, and then we would talk about like, you know, you know, MacGyver and so, Airwolf and, you so know, Brian, whoever was it. Yeah. 
Here's one that will blow your mind. Just one of those random things that popped into my mind. I'm 41. Right. Yep. I've lived in six decades. 41 in six decades. 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, yep. 2000s. 2010 and it's now 2020 baby that's six decades it is six we have two yeah i guess we have two yeah that's it yeah that's true so there's a lot to talk about in those decades (laughs) and 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 isn't that mind-blowing though it is mind-blowing at 41 doesn't seem like it should add up like that right yeah definitely doesn't so uh, anyway if you if you all feel like that would be something you would want to listen to uh i would uh like some feedback on that you can reach out to us on our instagram Speaking of Instagram, I tried to set up a work for it podcast Instagram account and as technically proficient as I am, I could not get the code, the two factor authentication, whatever it's called to, to function. So I, we have not set it up yet, but we will. And then Trent, myself and Sarah will all be signed into it. Kind of like the knife talk guys do. And then we can respond to like DMs and like talk to people and do all that stuff. So you'll be able to reach us directly at that. And I, and I'm thinking that we'll, it, you know, that'll be our main focus. Like for the podcast, we'll try to get a following on there, and then uh, we can cross promote on our own personal podcasts uh, or personal uh, Instagrams mm-hmm. uh, to, for the podcast. So, speaking of which, promotion is important. Last week I did not promote the podcast. I totally failed i made that we made the podcast we uploaded it and then somehow i forgot to make a or i was too busy i didn't get a chance to make a graphic last week was rough it was we rough. Had a bit of a rough week and Very i remembered rough. and i'm like i'm not saying anything yeah i had so much on my plate i could not do it um and so our numbers were like halved because i did i just didn't push the podcast you know so uh Promotion works. Promotion does work. Promote yourself. That's it. So if you want to go back and listen. I'll be better about doing it more than just the day that it drops, too. That way we can both. I was thinking we could do some. Have you seen what Jeff Fader's doing? Like he does his like Instagram lives and stuff before you. Yeah. That's really effective. I have no idea how to do a story effectively. Like I don't know how to put graphics and all that. Like I need like a boot camp on that shit. Yeah, it it and, and it it's it's time consuming. You know, people don't realize like how much time they invest. Or we invest in in cross promotion and talking about it and just telling people about it. Like, if you don't know already, any order that you place on the housemade.us website, you get a sticker pack, and in that sticker pack, there's a podcast sticker, and it says "work for it" on it and all that stuff. So that's how we kind of like you know promote it. In other places that are not the internet, you know. Are you hiccuping? Sorry. Yes. Yes. This would be a great time to talk about your hiccups. <laughs> I, well, I was wondering if it was either that or a seal had escaped from the zoo. No, it's me. I hiccuped on a couple uh, video calls today, which was classy. <laughs> <laughs> I also have you been drinking today, Sarah? <laughs> no, surprisingly, <laughs> I I should to cope. <laughs> no, no, I I don't need to cope. It's actually fine. But um I did I did really uh start laughing on a video call today because my friend who was also on the call uh I made her laugh 
and then I could barely contain myself, and it was... A giggle fit. You had a giggle fit. It was. It was a giggle fit with the SVP of marketing and the EVP of sales and like this, like the guy who's like second in the company kind of nice. thing, and they're talking about you know strategies and goals and stuff. And I slacked my friend that you know that the the one guy was like fidgeting and fiddling with his beard the whole time, and I was like negatively obsessed with it. I'm just like, why can't he just sit still? It was driving me crazy. He's playing with that People beard. People with beards do this, by yeah. the way. This uh, is a no, thing. No, 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 no. This was different. This It, it wasn't like you, super you well Every manicured. time he'd done it, every time he did it, you should have been like, COVID. Oh, my God. Coronavirus. You're playing with your pigtails, by the way, <laughs> as you're telling the story. So One, this is a braid. Two, <laughs> stop it. People so, do this. People do this, but he I'm wasn't. Twisting the he wasn't ta- twirling it. Oh god, you're gross. The hair that's- he wasn't. He wasn't like twirling it or doing like the chin thing where you kind of like pet your chin and look thoughtfully up at the ceiling. Or the mustache twist. It wasn't. It was like, like he every kind old of old-time villain. You got- he, <laughs> it was like he had a clump of hair in a couple of fingers and was just like mm. rolling it around between his fingers and his That's thumb like pulling it like three inches away it's like from a nervous his face. twitch and I'm not disparaging That's be- him. That's better than rolling a booger in his fingers. Oh God. I'm not disparaging him. <laughs> he was just a little distracting to me and mm. I thought it was funny so <laughs> I sent a message to my friend who was also on camera. We're all on camera and uh, we both basically looked at each other starting to laugh. And, you know, like it was a lost cause after that. She had her hand over her mouth. I was looking down, like pretending to drink something. It was. And so you got caught. We got caught. The executive vice president texted me and was like, I can see you and Lori laughing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Not he, in an asshole a, way. No, no, no. Yeah. He's, guy, a, yeah. he's a super good guy. Like, he was just like, and then he, he slacked her and he was like, pay attention. Um, <laughs> but he uh, probably knew exactly why you guys were laughing. No, I think he thought it, we were laughing at uh, the speaker at the time, but we were, I was just laughing at the, the beard twisting behavior. I couldn't let it go. There's a, there's a term for it. I had it and I just forgot it. Uh, but, I I fall I fall uh, guilty to that too because there's times where like it's not really like stress picking or whatever but you just you sit there and you just kind of it's like a, a, a something on your body that you worry. I fidget twenty four seven. That's like, that's the term I was totally. looking for. They call it worrying. So like if you repetitively like habitually do something with like some people like rub their knees. Some people like tap their foot. Some people will like pull on their beard hair or whatever. They call it worrying. It's a coping mechanism. A yeah, lot of people do it. It's, I think it's I'm just, just a, a weird, twitch. It's a weird nervous twick that or tick that people have as some kind of compensation for whatever they're. I have nothing going on in my life. And my daughter is pointing out all my fidgets to me. The uh, Now I'm so painfully aware of when I, I like put my, it's almost like a guy with a beard where you put your hand up to your chin and mm-hmm. then I kind of just like pull my hand forward. And she pointed it out to me how much I do it. And now I'm like, I must look like a freak. I, I legit do it all the time. I catch myself doing it. 
I, I read a me. statistic somewhere that says that the average person touches their face like 44 times a, a, a minute or I mean an hour. And it's like, so it's probably true. The, yeah. Over the course of eight hours, that means you've, you've touched your face somewhere on your face 300 plus times. Yeah. I worked with a guy who used to, and this is going to gross you both out. Oh, is it going to mess up my drink? <laughs> everybody. This is going to gross everybody out. No. Super nice guy, but definite twitch. Like he was like the definition of a twitch. He would stick his finger in his ear. Ew. He would dig around. Like while you're talking to him, okay. <laughs> How old of a guy is this? He's in his twenties. Was he Ugh. winding up time? his brain? Yeah, yeah. The, like we, a twisting oh, maneuver. Yeah, yeah. He's he's digging, oh, kind God. of. If you can imagine, pointer Twist, finger, pointer finger. Sometimes the pinky, and then he would pull it <laughs> out. Uh, I know where you're going. <laughs> uh. Oh, I know where you're going. Uh, gross. Oh, tell me. He'd start to roll it in his fingers. So we're talking about like earwax ear here. Yeah. Oh. And then he would put it up my- to his nose. <laughs> <laughs> my eyelid just twitched. And he would sniff it. And while he's rolling it in his fingers, he's sniffing. Like releasing the scent. He's releasing oh. the aroma of his earwax. I like Trent's dry heat. All right. So that's that's weird guy number one. All right. Weird guy. Now let me tell you about weird guy number two. This guy. I worked wait, wait. in the same were these, office. Were with... these all Florida guys, like Florida no. man, or no, this no, no, spread the, across the country? This is the first one was Illinois. Okay. Earwax guy was Illinois. The second one is <laughs> so Florida. Gross. Okay. So I, I, when I first opened my computer shop, I opened in a like a shared workspace, and uh, there was like just a bunch of creative people that worked in there, and we all kind of we couldn't afford anything else, so we just like rented a big space and then worked in the same building. One guy who, uh, sweet guy, you know, nice guy, um, kind of strange. And um, he, I don't know, even I don't even really fully understand what the guy did. I knew, I knew he was an insurance salesman at one time, but he didn't really need to work. He was like one of those guys that didn't need to work, but he was like super bored sitting at home. So he's, he was older than all of us. He was like 20 years older than us. So this old. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> So he's probably my age now, but uh, or my age back then now. Can you so, believe how old we are? Yeah, very old. I'm, oh I'm God. just, I'm ready to die. But uh, <laughs> so, so have you ever met anybody that's got like a belly, but it's like a low sitting? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like it's it's not like most guys have the belly that like I do has like the muffin top that goes over the belt. Mm-hmm. This guy had like. It was like he was nine months pregnant. It was like low, like it's a boy, you know, like he's carrying a boy. It's like nice and low. Did he He also wear wear suspenders? Yeah, he did. So he would wear these pants. There is something about guys with big bellies like that. They love their suspenders. But just look at like the physics of it. Those pants, there's no way in hell they're staying up. They need those suspenders. There's just no way. Like It needs to be there. You know, but you're, gravity you're, only goes one way. Yeah, but it's also kind of a a, a spring assisted wedgie, like. <laughs> yeah, no doubt it is. It I I hate suspenders. So this, I think they look cute, like not on that guy or whatever, but yeah, like in a like a tool time kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that. Or like an you mean Anthony like when you're Kiedis. like wearing a tuxedo and you've got the the suspenders and you put your thumbs in them and you're like, hey. 
I mean, yeah. no, I or think maybe like an rainbows. Anthony Kiedis kind of like yeah. punk suspender kind uh, of okay. situation. Yeah, I like and that. that's just for aesthetics. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's they're no not, other purpose. They're not serving he, a you know, purpose. He's got that. He's like thin and tattooed, and and anyway, so this guy, right? He he's he's got the belly, and he wore his pants up like mid mid drift. So like, if you can imagine, like old man pants. Yeah, old up man under pants. his armpits. It's mid riff. Yeah, mid riff. Sorry, mid drift. Mid rift. Whatever. Mid-drift so, is when Sarah pulls the handle and realizes her mistake. Right. <laughs> that happened again. Mid-drift. <laughs> I got a little too comfortable, I guess. A little too casual. <laughs> a little too devil may care. It was bad. You got to keep your eyes on the prize. That's it. Oh, man. Pay I attention. Was, like, so Don't overcorrect. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was terrible. So, so this guy's standing there talking to me, and I worked with this guy in the same building for a couple of years. So he's getting kind of comfortable at this point. And uh, he did this thing where, you know, the belt is around probably just right at belly button height, but it's like, you know, a good four or five inches from the breastplate because that's, yeah. you know, the yeah. weight he's carrying. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would legit stick his entire hand down his pants. While you were talking to him, and he—that's like a long how, reach. Right, that's what I was about to ask. Like to it's, the elbow, to sometimes. the forearm, like in the side or in the. He front. would catch himself doing it. Shut up. And then he would be like, "Oh, you know, like," and he would flinch, pull it out, and then just like try to distract himself. Was he just resting it, or was he no. like reaching for no. stuff? Let me tell you what he was doing. Have you ever uh, heard the term readjustment? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. So, Florida, yep. he's obviously not using the techniques that I'm using in the shower, <laughs> which is the baby powder aftermath, mm-hmm. which, you know, right, you really right. got to do. We went through it, right. So, which, you know, uh, what you get is the balls sticking to the yes. leg situation. That, doesn't that, matter that, how that air good old the midday bullion bays. You got it right. It's, it's, there's. Wow, it's, that is just too graphic. Sarah said it earlier. <laughs> She's like, if I had balls, They'd they be would sticking be sticking to, to someone else's, else's leg. leg. <laughs> yeah, that's how hot it is. So, this guy would stick his hands down his pants. <laughs> And you're watching this occur, and and it's not just me in the room. It's like you know four or five other people. There's an audience, and he's he's legit unsticking his balls <laughs> from his leg. Oh my god! So, oh. but he it he doesn't realize that he's doing. That's I what swear I'm questioning. Like he's just absentmindedly making the shift. Yes. So, so we're, then, we're not even talking like an Al Bundy sitting on the couch. No, this is like a full bore. He's standing in a room full of people. Stretch and right. pull. And not only that, yeah, he's pinch and rolling like <laughs> legit. So what is, what is the technique supposed to be? There's no technique. You go somewhere else yeah, and do you it. Just, you, 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 just, you just unstick your... I do well, a I'm leg gonna, movement. I just pull it, my you leg You don't away. do it in front of an audience for Christ's sakes. And just when I say... When right. I say he's in a room full of people, uh, he's the one talking. So he's like oh, the he's limelight guy. He's the focal point. He's got uh, all the focus <laughs> on himself. And this is why I say he doesn't realize he's doing it. Because uh, there's just absolutely no social norm that would allow. Content I have to wine. tell you, Brian, I'm in tears right now. <laughs> oh. And I can't make this shit up, Trent. I this know. is like legit. This was the thing that happened. So then sometimes, though... <laughs> He would not stick his hand down his pants. He would do it 
from the front on top of his pants yeah and he would uh, start unsticking his balls from his leg is this the thing where men are comfortable doing this and there's women in the room no there's women in the room oh come on yeah this this is not the normal like you're playing basketball and you got to rearrange your junk no he wasn't a perv he was not a perv this is not that it is just Legit, him not understanding that he's doing it. Oblivious to like social norms. All right, it is a twitch. He adjusted, and numerous times. I mean, this was a reoccurring thing. It wasn't like just one event. Okay, I I I have I have to I have to do one. My wife gave me permission. Uh, uh, oh, so hello. This this was a, a dream she had, and it she normally doesn't remember dreams. And she told me this one, and I swear to God, like I laughed till I cried for like fifteen minutes. So I love that I can make you laugh. By the way, because <laughs> this is the, like this is my joy of the week when I when we're doing this podcast. Like I don't have a ton of social interaction with anybody <laughs> that's not in my family, and I am. I am so stoked because I know the shit you're going through on a regular basis, Trent. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, if if I can make Trent laugh, <laughs> I have fucking won the the prize, man. This uh, is I it. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the chance to get to chat with you and to bust a gut when you say the funny, stupid shit that you say. <laughs> All right, not to interrupt you. I no I, no get, no. I, do your okay. do your story. I can't wait. Well, I hope I'm going to do this story justice because when she's telling me we're driving in the car and I'm just imagining in my mind's eye the thing she's telling me. So for some reason, well, okay, so a little tiny bit of backstory. My wife is a uh, live raptor program manager. So she deals with birds of prey, eagles, hawks, falcons owls turkey vultures things like that and so in her dream for some reason they got they got visited by president trump and sometime in her dream you know how dreams are it changed from they're at work to she's like in a green room somewhere with her uh her assistant and the assistant is sitting on the couch and Melissa's standing there, and President Trump is like in the old. You remember the old gym coach shorts? The short shorts. Yeah, with a stripe down the side. Yeah, and yep. so he's got his like foot, He's got snap. his foot up on the leg of the couch, and oh, gross! And Melissa's balls looking, are hanging out. Yes, Melissa's looking at him. And can't take her eyes off it. Going, <laughs> oh my god! And she's like trying to signal to her assistant, like, look, look. Oh my God, look. And she's like, it's just like, it's just like old chewing gum and like silly oh. putty just oh. hanging out there. And I'm just disgusted. And, and she's like, A but furry I'm try- bean bag. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm oh. trying, I'm trying to like keep it low key. But at the same time, she's like, I'm trying to get Shannon's attention. Cause I know if Shannon sees it, Shannon's going to like bust him out. And, uh, I, I just didn't do that story justice, but I promise you, the way she told it, it was You should have had her on to tell yeah, it. Yeah, I've been thinking that you on the regular. should have had her tell it. Because we need to have Mel on the show. I think also, I would that. like to ask her why she's dreaming about <laughs> Donald Trump's balls. I mean, straight up. That's, I what, I, that that's what I asked her. She goes, I don't know. All I know is that I was horrified and disgusted, <laughs> and that's why I remembered the dream. Were they orange? 
<laughs> yeah, of course they're orange. Did they his have his that like, epic comb over going on? Yeah, he pr- his bush probably does have an epic comb over. Oh my god! Speaking of dreams, I have a pretty good dream that I had the other night, and and there's some preface. I need to preface the story because um, I've realized now my problems with sleep. Uh, I've I've told Trent a little bit about this. Sarah definitely knows about my issues with sleep. But uh, so my nightly routine is um, guzzle a bottle of wine as fast as I can to get (laughs) extremely drunk as fast as I can, just so I can forget about the day and forget about COVID and all the bullshit going on. I'm embellishing. You're exaggerating. Well, yes, yes, no. But I also don't think people realize how much your business stresses you out. Yes, yes, my business is very stressful at times, and uh, especially right now. But uh, so uh, I, as you know, alcohol sort of uh, wipes away any sort of future sort of worry, which is why people drink. Mm -hmm. This is like the entire concept of it. Uh, that when you consume alcohol, it actually like erases that that uh, sort of built-in human component of uh, you know thinking of the future. It just erases it and stops it. Yeah, you have a so, very you have a very in the moment memory. You don't, right. You don't have really the ability to project forward. Yes, and and it's a beautiful thing because for people like me who are constantly thinking about the future and worrying about what's next. Uh, it's a reprieve mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I have my, you know, glass of wine or five. And then I, uh, I, you know, eventually make my way to the bed and, you know, I'm like laying down and stuff. And in the second drawer down uh, next to my bed, I have this uh, fancy, uh, you know, the thing. This is this the Snickers know, drawer tip. or is this the yes, uh, gadget? Oh, I took a picture and I I'll, yeah. I'll upload it. Yeah, I'll put we, it on the gram. Yeah. yeah. But so, it's it's not a f- what you're struggling to say is it's a bedside table. Yeah, bedside table. It's a mirrored nice yeah. bedside table that you didn't want and didn't think would look cool and then I was like hold up it's going to look pimp and then we put it in here and you were like what? Just so I can describe <laughs> it to the audience. Yeah, that's what that's it's, exactly what happened. It's, it's, and if you, you were can like imagine, I was wrong and you're right. And it's you're a table best. with three drawers <laughs> made out of mirrors. So when I'm standing there with no pants on I can very clearly see my taint and part of my butt crack. You're actually, disgusting. it's really weird. It's just it's a table. It's a table, but with- it's it's made out of mirrors. It's like weird. You are so obsessed with yourself. All right, I it's absolutely. So second drawer down is completely full of candy. You know, there's like, yeah, there's like there's like a 38 with three rounds in it. An old there dildo, is guns in it and <laughs> half a bag of Snickers. Bag. There are weaponry in there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a knife in there and like, you know, a grenade. All right. So. (laughs) But the second drawer is like legit filled up with candy. To the brim. Filled up. I go to Sam's Club. Love Sam's Club. (laughs) Go to Sam's Club. We better get them as a sponsor, Brian, because this is is starting to get a bit much. I, I buy a bucket of candy there, like, you know, once or twice a month. And then I dump it into. Oh, this I've drawer. seen those. They're like yeah. a three-gallon pail. That's exactly what I buy. You so, pig. Oh yeah, I'm a pig. <laughs> this is gross. So this drawer is filled with candy, like to the brim. It's three musketeers. Uh, my favorite, all which is dark milk, candy. all the gluten-free he, stuff. Brian has. I a, sort out all the he's twix. He's got a chocolate Jones that needs to be like fulfilled me and chocolate i love red wine i love chocolate i love acidic foods it's like a thing so i'm laying in bed i pull the drawer open 
and I just start munching away, right? Because <laughs> I got no cares in the world right I now. I could just I'm see drunk. chocolate smeared on your cheek and the, the yeah. bedspread's just littered with candy yeah. wrappers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I legit, Trent, like I rip open a Snickers and it, these are the bite size ones, yeah. so they're small. And I pop it in my mouth and I throw the wrapper. Like I just throw it. And I'm just, it's like wherever does. it doesn't. This is fall, his paradise where you can just yeah. eat candy and just like yeah. chuck the friggin' And wrapper. I'm watching YouTube. So now I'm like, he's I, got all his devices. I got all my he's shit like, on. He's like responding to Instagram yeah. messages, messaging and people, stuff on his phone Whoa. while he watches YouTube. Yeah, I'm chatting with you. I'm drunk. I got right. like all this shit going on. And then he's eating on. candy. There's wrappers everywhere. Yep. The dog is in the bed. It's a whole. Oh yeah, dude. I this is Valhalla for me, man. This is like Xanadu. I am like this is what I, we look forward to. At yeah, the end of I got day. a ceiling fan on. It's nice and cool in the house. You know, the whole. Thing. I'm bundled up. I'm yeah. like freezing. <laughs> yeah. And uh and before I know it, I've consumed like twenty-eight of these things. Like I am I am like fat and happy from chocolate and nougat and, and all like, kinds hey, of how about one of those Yeah, and ways. I throw a few over to Sarah, but you know his eyes she, are all glassy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh and so then I pass out because you know I'm like well, sugar and the, high. Yeah, I was and gonna say the, the sugar doesn't help because it just makes yeah. the alcohol work faster. Right. right. So Brian passes out at like by 1030 yeah. and then I'm up until like one yeah. picking up. I could just see you with a little mini trash can picking up all these wrappers. Like, Jesus. oh, wouldn't that be cute? No, I don't do that. <laughs> no, she doesn't clean up after me. I, I, I eventually, do, I, I do that he and I cry. In, in he the morning. typically yeah. like they're either in the bed, on the table, or in the drawer with the candy. I have so. legit woken up with chocolate on my chest <laughs> and in my chest hair. By and the eaten way. it. Yeah. So then Ugh. at about 3.30 in the morning, my heart is beating like a million miles a minute because I have now eaten enough caffeine and sugar and wine and everything in my body is now coming to like a, like it's a NASCAR race yeah. going on you, right you inside did like my a, chest. You did like body. a low grade uh, speedball. Yeah, right, pretty much. Right, right. But the alcohol knocks you out for uh -huh. a few hours, and yeah. then you wake up and in the middle the of the night. And the sugar kicks in, and you just figured this out, what, yesterday? Yeah, I am wide awake. At 3.30 in the morning, wide awake. Like, I cannot sleep. I'm, I'm <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm ready to go to work. And, I'm, of course, I can't. You know, I need to, Except like- Except you're pissy because you're tired. I'm tired, but I'm awake. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. You're not a good tired person. No. <laughs> not, uh, I'm a, not I'm a toddler. Yeah. You need your sleep. Yeah, I need to, I need to sleep. So I, 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 it's, some people go, oh man, you're really smart. Like, you, you know, all this stuff. Like people on a regular basis are always, you know, praising me for whatever. And I'm like, no, you have no idea. I'm the biggest <laughs> moron on the planet. I am a savant. I understand certain things and don't understand others because this went on for months. Like I didn't understand what was going on with my body. I just figured like I'm stressed. I don't know what's going on. I'm waking up in the night. It must be COVID, COVID, COVID. It's COVID. Everything's so, COVID. Yeah, everything's COVID. Or you, that you were just like being a baby. Yeah, I felt it. like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I'm, so then on Sunday, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm just and because it's Sunday, my routine starts at like 930 in the morning instead of like at seven o'clock at night. Now I'm like drinking during the day and I'm doing my thing and day drinking. And, yeah. Yeah. Day drinking. Oh, it's great. Day and, uh, and then about five o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I feel like a piece of 
chocolate, you know? I'm going to go over and grab me some Snickers and blah, blah, blah. So I grab a handful and Mine I'm sitting there. Mine always turns into like a really a lot, dozen. though. It's yeah. the devil. It really is <laughs> the devil. And, it's the uh, delicious devil. And I pop like three of these in my mouth. I'm eating them. And then about an hour later, my heart starts freaking going. And I'm going, son of a bitch. It's the Snickers. It's the candy. It's all the sugar I'm eating. That's what's waking me up in the night. So for the last two nights, I have, regardless of my state of mind, I have completely erased all the candy. Like I've given it up. I'm Ooh, not doing turkey. it. That's hard. Cold and I turkey. even I even said, "Oh my god, maybe it's all the the hydration." Um, yeah, that's what we thought. Maybe it was I was the like, key "Oh nutrients. my god, maybe it's that." Like maybe you shouldn't be drinking that so late because he's always he's like, "I gotta hydrate. I gotta hydrate." Because he's just like Brian never stops. Well, you know what but, they say: white people in their water. <laughs> we have a whole fridge, right? Just for and our I'm drinks. like, I was seriously like, I don't know, man. There's like so many minerals and vitamins in there. Like, but it's there's probably no vi- really bad. There, there's no to vitamins. Be- I think it's just like well, it's point like electrolytes. Being, point being, I was just like, maybe you shouldn't yeah. be like she's, she's taking. Yeah, she's so trying to go through the so list of variables. Night. She just right. didn't I'm trying to look at this objectively. The eight pounds of chocolate I was eating before bed never came right. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also like the other drawer with the jerky in it. I do like my jerky. Right? But then like that's super salty. So then you tend to drink more. And then there's just like sesame seeds in the bed. <laughs> and in my chest hair. Right, right, right. Uh-oh. So we have solved the problem, by the way. I... For the last two nights, I've slept like a baby. I wake up in the morning. I feel refreshed. And because you're not eating candy, then I'm not eating candy, which is good. Candy is the devil. It is so bad. It's the devil. And it's the best thing I, ever. I would, I, ar- I would argue that it's sugar. There's Sugar is, sugar is the devil. Correct. thing. Unless when my kids were little. food from scratch, it's in everything. It's in everything. When my, my kids were little, we lived in a neighborhood where uh, we had an ice cream truck on the regular. And in fact, there was like multiple ice cream trucks. Mm-hmm. And my kids were like, oh, man, the ice cream man's here. You know, the music playing really loud and all this stuff. And I and uh, so I said, oh, no, that's not, I used to call the, the ice cream man the sugar peddler <laughs> because that's all he is. Oh, my yep. God. And stay the frick away from my kids. You robbed sugar them of their peddler. childhood. No, nah, they got to see the truck as it went by. I mean, they, <laughs> they got know. to hear the music and yeah. run after they it. They never got to know away. the joy of an overpriced drumstick from the back of a van. Or a really stupid hey. looking SpongeBob ice cream cone right. that doesn't even look like SpongeBob. Settle down. Some <laughs> weird Brian, grocery store. Seriously. <laughs> from like the, the, the Dollar Tree grocery store? Exactly. In my name, they're all like for, generic knockoffs of normal brands. Can yeah. I just go 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 back here and talk about how good this wine is? Yes, right now? yeah, yeah. Talk about it. I'm pleased. Like say, I'm happy that you're that you're enjoying what I picked for you. I would like to say that this is delicious, and I honestly I feel wrecked after one and a half <laughs> glasses. Like I'm just sitting here with my teeth in That's my mouth. You don't like, drink not like to ever. Sound stupid. Yeah, I don't drink that much, but it's really good. This I like the. 100 year old thing that brian drinks and but this like i can drink a couple of glasses of that and i love red wine it's i I prefer red wine but this is sweet and i love it 
It's very sweet. It's like it's like nightjar. Pardon me. It's very good. But you it awesome. is like a nightjar, but it's not it's it's not thick. It's not viscous yeah. like a nightjar. You said that it was dry and sweet. Like dry almost sweet, but not quite. It's not that dry. Mm-mm. It's it's just very sweet. I don't think it's that it's dry current. at all. It's current. Current. Where stop. <laughs> There's it. an A at the end of the word. How do you say it, Trent? An A? Current. How do you say it, Trent? I say current, but that's because uh, we, you that's know because every every smart. area's got their their own patois. There's I mean, no area. I'm just saying, like, no, if Amer- I'm America a- has some funny ways of. Okay, my wife is from South Dakota, and you know what the capital of South Dakota is? Pierre. But you know how South Dakotans say it? Pier. I'm like, no, a pier is what you walk off to get to your right. boat. And when Pierre I hear current, was named after of- a French fur trapper, and maybe you should pronounce <laughs> his name correctly. When I think of current or I hear the word current, I think I'm like in a canoe right. and I'm See, like I've, going down the I've river. I've heard the word current before because it's used like to describe color and stuff like that. I think my mom used to make something with current in it too, or it was like a scent at Bath and Body Works. But there is a- uh, It's current. So I'm trying to remember which it is. There is a candy flavor that we have a substitute in America because of some- crop disease that they had in Europe and so the alternative here in America was the current flavor and I'm, I can't remember what it is but it's a mm. it's a like a current type flavor over there but we were, I mean it tastes we, like kind of like a black cherry crossed with yeah. a raspberry or yeah. something yeah yeah people describe currants yeah. as uh currants you're are, so currants, pretentious currants are these little tiny they have one seed in them, and they're like, uh, like the boba fruit. Yeah, like birds. I don't eat know them what that shit. is. Yeah, and they're 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 like you know the tea with the bubbles in them. You know uh, what boba tea is? The oh, kids like love that it. fish eye tapioca. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Whoa. that's what that's what current looks like, but it's colored the color of the the fruit. But oh, there's weird. so there's one little seed in the middle of this juice sack, and you bite into it, and you get like all this juice, and then there's like a little bit of pulp in the center. It looks like a caper, kind of, but it's right, right. Yeah, but yeah. less salty. And I never ate one, but I mean, I appreciate They're the delicious. Wine. Oh, they yes. are delicious. And but you have, to, you have to eat like so handfuls good. of them because they're so small. Is it like a, what's that thing that you like crack open and all the seeds have the- Pomegranate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is like that kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, this is the delicious. Indi- yeah, though. the individual fruit is like the little juice pods inside of a pomegranate. Right, it's not the a fruit itself. They they kind of yeah. grow, they don't grow on a vine like grapes do, but they grow in bunches like grapes do. So like when the current bushes are full, like there's so many fruit on them that the band that the branches bend, and that's how like a lot of the ground animals and stuff will get to them is because they're the branches are just so over overburdened with the fruit. I would like to have a fruitful current bush. We used, Will that grow we used in to Florida? So many jokes. We used to, so many jokes we right used there. to have one in the front yard. I don't know. I can't remember what happened to it. Stop it. You did? Yeah. That's so cool. Well, this this wine is really good. Thank you so much. I am, I am crushing it. I'm I am crushing very it. happy that you guys it's, enjoyed it. It's really good. I, I, I honestly feel like I like this better than what Brian typically drinks. Yeah, she loves sweet stuff. And, and Brian, every thing. time you say mm. old vine, all I think of is like the tub of the generic Twizzlers. <laughs> Stop! It is good wine. It's, it's good. It's tasty. It's Sam's Club. It's six bucks a, a bottle. I mean, what are those? It's are cheap those red and vines? tasty. Is that what those are? 
Red they're, wine? Uh, it, it is a, uh, it's a red grape. Yeah, they, and they. No, uh, no, they, the Twizzler things that I was talking about, the liquor stick. Oh, the fake Twizzlers. Yeah. Yes, red vines. Red yes, vines. That's what, exactly. I don't know why. Every time you oh say old God. vines, I just think of like these horrible. Yeah, they like, tasted like cardboard Twizzlers. Yeah. And they're real stiff. Yeah. Real stiff. And they've got like, they're not even glossy. They've got like a dull sheen to them. It's got yeah. a matte finish. A and, dull yeah, sheen. And then like you bite into them and they, like, you've got to pull your arm way far away to pull the bite off. <laughs> yeah, they're long. That description is really accurate. <laughs> I like it. I wish we had some. It's very, it's a very nostalgic thing. Yeah. Or the gotta, uh, the other one, those. if we're going to do a little nostalgia here, you remember those little wax bottles that you'd bite the top off of, and they'd have yes, like, and the sweet mm-hmm. stuff was inside, and diff- that was the worst green and yellow and orange and ever. red. <laughs> they were, and you know what? Every oh. time I got them, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you think it's going to taste good. And, and it, it never does. And then terrible. you chew on Such the wax. You, yep. like you chew on the wax like the, like, like the poorest, Like the poorest person gum you've ever ever had. And you feel like you're just like having the best childhood ever. Do you remember well, candy cigarettes? I was just going to bring that up. Candy yeah. cigarettes were sold right next to Real the... Cigarettes. Well, no, the, next to the little bottles of oh, wax. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. did you did you get have some? Because I I had some candy cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it, where I it's, grew it's up, like, there was a dime like store, if, and yeah, it's you like go if in chalk, there and get candy if cigarettes. chalk and sugar were mixed together. Right. Yeah, they didn't taste good. No, but it was the cool part. It looked like a pack of like uh, and red, there were like candy lucky ones, strikes. and there were gum. Just like, like there lucky were gum ones. Like lucky strikes. Yeah, lucky strikes. And I never felt cooler. Than yeah, when I had and, those. Yeah, and like when I was a kid, I had the white T-shirt and I rolled them up. Mm-hmm. you went off. I mean, it was the seventies, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it would have been the early eighties, but yeah, yeah, definitely. That was still a very, very popular thing back then. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I, we were talking about this um, when I grew up. Uh, my dad rented a trailer in Wisconsin. So if you can imagine, we lived in northern Illinois, mm-hmm. and then we would drive an hour north to this lake where there was a um, there was a, uh, a a trailer park on a lake, and and uh, basically two big rings of trailers where these people would you know rent out their trailers and stuff. Eventually, he bought one there. And we would stay there on the weekends and like we had a pontoon boat and we would like ride around. It was kind of like redneck, you know, holiday kind of thing. Yeah. What what they called that? There's a country song about it. Redneck Yacht Club. Yeah, basically. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, those those pontoon boats, we used to call them party barges. That's you put a keg on them and everybody just drinks and. Until yeah, somebody it, falls off, and hopefully they got a life jacket on, because otherwise you yeah. don't know. You guys had around. such great childhoods. <laughs> but see, nobody in my family ever that drank alcohol awesome. except for my uncle Steve. I love my uncle Steve. He loves beer. Was he the cool? He would uncle? drink Miller. He was the cool uncle. Hell yeah. yeah! Like if I if you ever see me give anybody a high five or a low five, that's because he did it to me as a kid. He yeah. was he was he's the greatest guy ever. He's still alive. He's a great guy. Um, and uh, by the way, he's the oldest surviving employee of Sears and Roebuck. Wow. He started when he was 16 years old, changing tires and worked for them until he was like 69 years old. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting history of that man. Very cool guy. Does it make him sad what's happening to the company right now? Oh, totally. Broke his heart big time. But he, he managed to get out before the whole yeah. Kmart debacle but still, and all that. Anybody yeah. who invested 50 years of their life, like that's that's serious, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so just so you don't, I don't know, a lot of people know about Sears, but it started in my area where i grew up in chicago land area and uh it was like a big deal dude i found we were i found a sears roebuck and company catalog from the early 1910s you used to be able to order a like it was a kit house it like yeah yeah. there was four separate walls they would palletize it up and like you would literally just assemble it on site that's right. Yeah, the, it was it was called the Sears and Roebuck House, and you could you could have delivered, and <clears throat> it was like a Amer- they they marketed marketed it as the American dream in a box, mm-hmm. and you get like it you get like in a house and a car and the whole thing. And in my neighborhood, the one of the first neighborhoods in that town, there was a ton of those houses, and they were still there. People people had them there. Uh, but anyway, so we we would go to this lake, right, and uh, we would chill for the weekends there and um and hang out and it it was it it was kind of like interesting to me because i grew up in the country on a hobby farm Mm -hmm. and you know we had pigs and chickens and horses and all this stuff and you know my dad tended to the farm and stuff and it was a whole thing so but there wasn't a lot of neighbors like the closest neighbor was like almost a mile away and um so when we go to the lake you know, we had all these other kids to play with. There's all this stuff. And there was like a town, like you could ride your bike. It was very idyllic. You there was, know? You yeah, there do- was probably a little bait shop and a, like, yeah. a coffee shop diner thing. Yeah. A train trestle mm-hmm. where you could go and fish and catch crayfish and all mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, and they had a Dairy Queen at the end of the street. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dairy Queen, for those of you who don't know what one is, it's like a burger joint. You can get ice cream there, and there's like all kinds of stuff. And there, it was a franchise in the United States. Dilly bars. It still exists, right? I think D- Dairy Queen still around. Yes, yes, we right? have one. But Dilly bars, that's like Dilly one of my bar. big childhood oh, memories. So good. It's like a ice cream dipped in like a hardened chocolate. Yeah, but not like but, not like a Klondike bar. They dip it there at the store, and it yes. and the candy coating freezes onto the On it. ice cream right onto in front the of ice you. cream. That and that was so cool, and that that the memories of doing that as a kid, having that freedom, being able to get on my bicycle and ride into town, mm-hmm. and that's this is where I was exposed to candy cigarettes and the wax little mm-hmm. you know candies and all this stuff because there was a dime store. Oh yeah, and there was all these little. It was it was a, like a legit middle America town. It was just you know maybe ten thousand people, and it was just a a, a great existence, and um, so. At this Dairy Queen, in the breezeway, on the way out of the side of the restaurant, Mm -hmm. they had a line of video games, okay? So, uh, and when I say video games, I don't mean like an Xbox or a PlayStation. I mean like like a legit- Old school arcade. Arcade Like Hubert and- Yeah. uh, Alien Invaders and uh, Frogger and Centipede. And, and, a, and pole a, position. Uh, pole position and a uh, and a um, a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Well, one year I was probably 13, 14, uh, just about Dexter's age. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Top Gun. Ooh, I remember with, that game. Right. So and 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 this is now like if you can imagine 
I don't know who made it. I can't remember who made it, but it's like a big wooden box with a TV mounted into it. Yeah, the old cathode, and, cathode ray tubes. The big, yeah, heavy not like a flat pitches. screen. Yeah, yeah, no flat screens here. This is like a legit TV tube that's like two feet deep, and uh, and a joystick that has every button that would ha- would be in like an F. 17 f-16 fighter mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah it was like it was actually shaped like a real joystick or like a real oh uh, yeah what is that the stick thing that they yoke. have in the cockpit like a yoke yeah or uh yeah and it had the, I, I, you had a button for missiles you had the trigger for the machine guns totally. but we're talking 8-bit graphics here oh yeah you know so it's like it is it's really grainy <laughs> you know it doesn't look like much and you would pump a quarter into this machine and you could play and uh, I got so addicted to playing this game that it became my life. So I would go to my dad and I would say, dad, you know, can I have five bucks? You know, and he, and he, all right. You know, then I'd walk into the Dairy Queen and I'd go up to the register and I would say, I need quarters. I need five dollars and quarters. And of course, over time, they would see me coming and they would just know Brian's coming in to play Top Gun. I'm like the only kid there, by the way. Like no one else is playing these games. It's like desolate in there. And I probably pumped in that summer, probably pumped $500 into that (laughs) machine. I mean, I had an absolute blast playing that game. Remember quarters? Like when you could like do anything with some quarters? Yeah, an arcade. I mean, it was like the thing. You had a quarter, you were good. Like you, you had play. options if you had a co- like a handful of change. Do you yeah. remember and when you could still make a phone call for a quarter? Yeah, yeah, they had a pay phone there, sure. It was a shocker when they upped that to 35 cents. Yeah, now, it was like, ridiculous. How could you even find a pay phone? No, now? they don't exist anymore. They're gone. Yeah. But that 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 gives you like a window into the you know my upbringing because you know I didn't have that neighborhood of kids like we all got on bikes and played together and all that I, that didn't exist I was by myself you know my sister hated me hated me I was the asshole of the family and she, you know she didn't want anything to do with me and so I just played by myself a lot but then when we go to Lake Mills this is where it's called Rock Lake mm-hmm. uh, and the name of the town is Lake Mills. Um, I would, I would just legit play Top Gun for hours on end and then, you know, uh, go down to the dime store, grab myself a pack of candy cigarettes and then, uh, buy a mad magazine. Yes. The mad magazines for like, you know, a dollar or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then, uh, go back home and did you, read did my you spy have the, versus did spy. Did you have the banana seat and did you have the streamers in your handle? No. No, I never did. I I was a uh, I was like a BMXer, okay. so I had like yeah. a mongoose BMX bike that I bought used and fixed it up. Did you have uh, the wire wheels or did you have the plastic like five spokes? I did not have mags. I had wire wheels. Okay. That was uh, spokes, and uh, I wanted mags. That was like the big thing back then. But mm-hmm. no, I I couldn't afford it. I paid thirty five dollars for a mongoose BMX bike with a plastic seat, and I but would throw 30, it on the like. Again, this is how much things have changed. Thirty-five dollars in today's money is like three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I would think it's it's pretty high. I I, I don't and, and the that was money that I made mowing lawns. Mm-hmm. So because when I when I was thirteen, would you get like I a buck fifty grass. a lawn? I got uh, ten dollars a lawn. Whoa! So and, and because the lawns and are really big they were though. big. Yeah. They were big. Or they were right. big big lawns. And they and they were we're talking like some of them were like an acre. Like my lawn was eight acres. 
Well, I was going to say you because you have brought up the the name of the town that you lived in in Illinois, and yep. it sounded really familiar. And so I was checking, and like I think that you lived in the same area that Mister T lived in. Yes, Mister T grew up in my area, mm-hmm. uh, and and all the guys from um, so people cheap people, trick. Unless people are from there, they don't know that it's like huge brick mansions and like. Yep. These lawns are like you've got like a three acre lawn, and your neighbor is you That's can see correct. your neighbor, but your neighbor's not like six feet away and can smell what kind of shampoo you're using when you take. Shower. We were, yeah, we were 50 miles outside of downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. so we weren't considered a suburb because we were too far, too far, but but you could be in downtown in like an hour, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of Chicago money. Mm-hmm in in our area and then my dad started building houses and you know his business grew and we uh my dad actually built log cabins and i grew up in a log cabin like a like a bigger when you think of a log cabin you think of like abraham lincoln kind of thing uh which his cabin was near where i grew up but it, it wasn't like that it was like a legit house yeah the 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 log cabins that I'm thinking of are not like like because me and my me and my wife lived in a log cabin out on the North Fork. It was a cabin built in like 1902, and it was yeah, literally it was literally like a, a Abe Lincoln log cabin. But then I think of the kind of house that you're talking about, and out here they would call them a lodge. It's a lodge, yeah, yeah. He he built, uh, you know, it was like twenty eight hundred square foot, mm-hmm. you know, big big, big vaulted house. ceilings. You got that right. Yep. yep, it was featured in Country Living magazine. Yep, and uh, yeah, we, and each log yeah. is probably two foot across. Yep, the logs were huge. Mm-hmm. You know, probably not quite that big. They were, you know, maybe eighteen inches, and then um, and they were half log, so they yeah. weren't full log construction. Be a two by come six out, on the cut inside. out of them, so that they'd nest properly on the one below it. Yeah, so you would see on the outside, it would look like a full log construction, mm-hmm. but what you would have is a sandwiched two by six construction, which was insulated. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I got old enough, I started building them with with him. And uh, we would build houses together, and and I built multiple houses uh, from. And when I say built houses, I mean we did everything except pour the foundation. Mm-hmm. We we built the house from the foundation up and wired it and put in all the plumbing. We did everything, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so handy today. You know, like I can I can build anything. I can do all that stuff, and it's because I did that with my dad. You know, did he you, brought me along. Would for you the ride. say that you worked for it? you would one would say that i work for it yeah and and it was and, and I, to be honest it was really hard work and it sucked because the temperature swings mm-hmm. in illinois are really rough i think uh, it kept you out of trouble did keep me out of trouble nah i mean i got in a lot of trouble but you know i mean I think I, it kept me alive it kept me alive if anything because I, I i'm a lot like my dad like i, I love speed and women and crazy shit. And I, you know, it, it, it kept me alive until my hormones calmed down enough to, uh, you know, for me to discover, you know, relaxation. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So since we're nutshell. doing, since we're doing a little bit of reminiscing, uh, I had a similar experience, but not in my childhood. So in my late twenties, I had the opportunity to rent a cabin out, it would be west of Casper, 
and it was overlooking the river. And I loved that it was, it was literally like a cabin on stilts. And, uh, so I could go out on my porch and just look down at the river. And if I, hell, if I wanted to, I could have fished from my porch. Um, and, uh, but every summer they have, uh, a little trailer park out at Alcova. Alcova is a reservoir. And, uh, we used to call it Margaritaville. And every summer I would rent the same Airstream. And pretty much as soon as I got off work, I would head out there and I had the fake grass, you know, the, the AstroTurf. And I would sit out there in my lawn chair with a beer, just watching all these morons on their boats and uh, float down the river well, I or mean, on the, on the quarry. It was it like a lake or was it? It was a, it's a reservoir. So they dammed the river. Oh, okay. Okay. I got They you. dammed the river and then the, the valley would flood. And then, ah. so there's a series of reservoirs there where it's hydroelectric dams and right across from Margaritaville, the trailer court is like the boat Margaritaville, the, the boathouse <laughs> and the, uh, you know, the, like the country club, but for like boaters. Yeah. So I yeah, watched we, these people yeah. come out there and they were just, they were just ridiculous. So I'm sitting there literally shorts. Oh, that's entertainment for days, yeah, by the way. We shorts, have that down here too. Shorts oh, yeah. into my lawn chair on my AstroTurf with the awning hanging out on the, on the, uh, airstream got my my thongs on i've got literally one of those little uh barbecue grills that you know they're like the round top ones that you oh yeah the uh who made those yeah like char char grill char broil yeah so i you know i'd throw on a couple of ears of sweet corn and a a few patties and i would uh cook that's entertainment for days Mm -hmm. by the way morons and boats okay florida right I had this idea. I wanted to start a YouTube channel called Boat Ramp. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. Oh, yes. So this, whoever's listening to this, if you have endless amounts of time on your hands and you want to make a, this is a million dollar YouTube idea right here. All you have to do is find a boat ramp and every single day, sit at that boat ramp for say 10 hours a day and film the shenanigans that goes down at those boat ramps. It is the best. It is. I mean, forget even 4th of July Memorial day weekend down here in Florida. It's like every day, every day, well, every the, day, because the a problem new moron is, buys a boat. Yeah. The problem is it's people who buy a boat, use it like two weeks, maybe total out of the year. So they forget everything about towing a boat, lowering boat into the water. <clears throat> they don't set the e-brake. They don't, you know, they oh. they don't they Dude. don't actually take care of the boat trailer. So like those uh, those docking wheels, yep. they like seize up and like you yep. know they'll they'll gouge a hole in their own hull because oh, yeah. they're like argh, argh. you know I I, I like I, I I would sit there so for a long time before I had my boat in a marina. Uh, I had a little uh, 13-foot Boston Whaler. This was like the first boat that I had actually purchased and and was my boat, but it was on a trailer. And I would take it down to all these boat ramps, different boat ramps, and I would make, you know, we'd launch the boat. And uh, I'm not the best at it. And and by the way, I'm towing this boat with a freaking minivan, by the way, because I got (laughs) kids and all this other shit. But it's a small boat. Was it a Grand Caravan? 
No, it was a Toyota Sienna. Ooh. Uh, very, very cool. That's uh, that's pretty cheap cool. for a minivan. It was used, and I got it with like 80,000 miles on it, so I didn't pay much for it, but it was a great boat, and it had a trailer hitch. So uh, I would I would legit launch my boat with my infant children in car seats and I would, and I, and, and they would like Dexter and Emerson would be like, like laughing and giggling in the back seat while I'm like backing this boat into the salt water. And, uh, you know, and then of course it, we're, we're getting the boat out, whatever. But at the end of the day, we'd pull the boat out and it was our routine. I would sit there with the boys on the park bench and I go, boys, I'm going to, you're going to learn something today. And they'd be like, what, dad, what? I'm like, you're going to learn how many stupid people exist on planet Earth. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, let's watch. And we would watch the chaos at the boat ramp. And I mean, it was, dude, any time of the day did not matter on a weekend. There was just incident after incident. Some people fist fighting. I mean, just crazy shit that goes down at the boat ramp. Here's one of my favorite stories. We're at the boat ramp. You share we're one just, and I'll share one because I've got uh, you, one. I'm I, sure you've got one. Yeah. So we're at the boat ramp. It's a, you know, relatively nice day. Uh, sunny. Uh, the water's pretty clear, whatever. Um, we're kind of chilling. We've got our boat already out of the water and I'm hanging with the boys and we're just kind of doing our thing. And um, this guy pulls up with a tr- truck and trailer with a big boat on it, probably 30 plus feet. Ooh. So, you know, not a nice boat. Yeah. And um, twin a- screws. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got uh, dual outboards on the boat. And it's uh, kind of like a, we call them a cuddy cruiser. They're like yeah. okay. they, they've got like a downstairs to them. Mm-hmm. So you can like go underneath and you can sleep and all that. But then the upstairs, it's like a sport fish. So it's got like, you know, all the racks for the, the rods and, and everything else. it's got the else. big, uh, it's almost like a roll bar, but it's not a roll bar. What the hell is that called? It's a, um, uh, what do they call that? The T-top? The T-top, but it's got, yeah, it's got a bunch of uh, fishing rod holders yeah. across it. So uh, he backs down, nice backup job, you know, no problem. Boat goes in the water, boat's floating. He's got the line. He's tying off to the dock. Everything's good. He pulls his truck away. He parks his truck. He gets in the boat and he uh, turns boat around, hits go like he's going to go off, you know, kind of just forward into the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, the boat kind of lunges forward and then sort of starts drifting, like just drifting. And, uh, you know, he's looking back at the engines and, you know, the engines are in the water. Everything looks good. He hits the throttle again. And all you see is bubbles coming up from behind the boat and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, why is that boat not moving? You know, he's, he's got the motors and they're on and they're, you know, they're revved up and he's, you know, he's hitting the throttle. I can (laughs) see him doing it and the boat is not moving. I mean, it's like legit just bubbles coming out from underneath the motors. Right. Uh And I'm like, man, it's so weird. And I look over at Dexter and I go, he lost his props. He lifts his motors out of the water and legit the props are gone. So now the wind kicks up and starts pushing this boat out into the bay. This boat is just, that's now drifting. 
and I'm standing there and I got my arms crossed. So if you can imagine, I'm like maybe 500 feet away from the guy and I go, you should probably drop your anchor. And the guy's like, what? I'm like, you should probably drop your anchor. You're going to, you're going to get pushed into that Island. He doesn't really speak good English. So, you know, he, he doesn't have any idea what I'm saying. So he, he just ends up drifting into this Island. The tide is now going out. He's sitting there trying to figure out what happened. He eventually looks back and sees that he lost his props. So what? here's what I assume happened. He serviced the engine himself, both engines himself. And he took the props off, cleaned them, cleaned all the bearings and everything on, on the lower, uh, lower end of the motor. And when he put the props back on, he forgot to put the the uh the the nuts you know that tighten down mm-hmm. and hold down or he put on uh he put the nuts on but didn't put the um the pin i was gonna say there's a, there's if a slight they, if they're like pin. most outboards that i've ever dealt with there's like a it's almost like a castellated it's, nut it's a cotter pin yeah, yeah. and it, you're exactly right it's got a slot in it and a, a cotter pin goes through it so when he hit reverse it de-threaded the nut mm-hmm. on both engines so that's why he moved for a little bit and then stopped moving because the, the props fell off yeah, of they, the engine. They literally threaded themselves off of the. You got it right. Oh. Yeah. So then, of course, now it's a party. Everybody on shore is just watching this moron drift off and hit this island. He hits this island. He he runs ashore, basically. And then he now he's calling Sito. And we have this service down here called Seato and Boat US or Towboat US or whatever. And they pull you and they'll get you where you need to go. And uh, the guy is just like embarrassed. And I mean, I felt bad for the guy, but it's like, how do you do that to both motors? Like, come on. You you, you know, it's, it's obviously a novice move. I'm thinking to myself, if I had a camera, that's a million views on YouTube <laughs> in like three days. You know, Moron loses both props in the marina. Hilarious. People love that stuff. Uh, but the problem with that channel idea is that when you create a channel like that, there's an enormous commitment factor. Like you have to spend hours upon hours upon hours at a at a marina or at a boat ramp to hope that you would, you know, catch something like that. Um, although I've had great luck, you know, just kind of hanging out at the boat ramps around here. But yeah. That's that's probably my favorite boat ramp story. So let me share mine. All right, do it. It's a Bayliner, and it's a brand new Escalade. It's probably a great boat. Probably guy had it for like three months because he's had enough time to put rims on it, and you know, uh, the clearance lights and all the all the sure. you know the lift and all the bro dozer bullshit. <laughs> bro dozer, I like it. So. The problem with some of our reservoirs is uh, from where the high water mark used to be to where they've actually got the the boat ramps down into is that, you know, unless we have really good snowpack or whatever, the, the reservoirs don't usually reach max capacity. And so the the boat ramp just barely just barely got into the water that year and so he's backing it up and you know boat ramps can be fairly steep well so he gets his boat all the way backed up and drops off the end of the boat ramp so the boat is floating but the trailer wheels are not on the ground 
they're free floating in the water. Oh, Boat is still okay. strapped on. He okay. gets out, tries to figure out what's going on, and the Escalade is not. It's not. It's <gasps> oh, and it just drags. It's not it. in park. Yes, it just drags it. Drags backwards. it into the water. And Who he's put like their car in park. Th- this happens all the time. Yes, and he's, he tries. He tries. Who is he, that distracted? He puts, he puts him and his buddy put their hands on the tailgate of the Escalade, and they're trying to push it. <laughs> This is a bayliner. Never like, going to happen. Yeah, this yeah. is like, I don't know, like a 27, 28-foot bayliner. Your only hope is to jump into the cockpit and pull that yep. pull that yep. hit forward. So yeah. so the, the Escalade is pushing the boat back. The boat is still floating on the trailer, but it's starting, pulling the Escalade. It's starting to go nose down because now the Escalade is pulling on the tongue of the boat. Oh, my God. And, and so He's going to lose both. Yeah. And so, like, you just watch it drift out there, and then- there, I I don't know what they were thinking, but they swam out there and they cut the straps that was holding the boat on the, <laughs> on the trailer and, to hope to save the boat. Yeah, I and so they imagine. saved the boat. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, it's an expensive boat, but I'm like, you just literally like because I know this area, there is like a thirty foot drop when yeah. when that boat ramp goes down, and then you've got a like a six to eight foot drop, and after that. It's literally kind of like a cliff face because this is an old canyon that they have filled up with water. So there is a Cadillac Escalade at the bottom of that reservoir right past the boat ring. So did they yank it out? Uh, they must have. Sometimes. I know that there's there's been, we've, we've just gone on little canyon cruises and we've discovered lots of cars that have either intentionally been pushed off or have fallen through the ice when people are ice fishing and not gotten towed out. And so there's, there's literally, there's so the ice. ice melts and they just, the, 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 the vehicle goes, well, the, the ice gets soft enough. And the problem is, is that you can walk on it and the car can support itself. But when that ice continues to like crack, like if, if you get stuck on a flow and that flow starts to try to flip, that car oh. goes with it. I see. Yeah. And, I would uh, imagine too, like for as many people that don't know how to launch a boat down here, where boating is really prevalent all year round, a place like where you live, where you can really only probably boat like four or five months out of the year, yeah, if that, yeah, the, the, like the three. yeah, the Moranacy is just like oh, it's off the it's, it's off everywhere the, it's off because the people they get and they get really nervous like i i mean i got nervous when i was first launching my boats you no know? no no it's see you, you must experience something different because what i see is a bunch of moneyed up oil-filled cowboys who think that they've got the world by the balls and so they know everything oh no we have those too i yeah. mean we have no, all the these guys are just they're and, just so full of bullshit and bravado that you know nothing they they know everything they can't do anything wrong so they're never even nervous they're just they're like you know hold my beer and watch this and then you watch and they sink an eighty thousand dollar escalate in the bottom of the reservoir but it's amazing entertainment i mean it's just oh yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. stuff to watch you know, the guy had probably $3,000 worth of rims and tires on that truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, we see it a lot down here, too. I mean, just the the cowboys that we call them the saltwater cowboys. Mm-hmm. The guys that are, I mean, and, and the majority life, of bruh. them are pretty good. Yeah. Salt and, life, yeah, salt, salt life is a big With thing the Yeti, down here. the Yeti cooler and the. Uh... Oh, yeah. I love my Yeti cooler, by the way. <laughs> 
I, I have I the do. DeWalt version of the Yeti cooler, so I can't lie. I, I like any cooler that will keep ice in it for three days. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the boat. The, so my first but when I started that YouTube channel, uh, my first boat was my father's boat that it's kind of a long story, but he sold it and I bought it back. Um, and, and on that boat, I put a Yeti cooler on it and that thing I could throw ice in it on a Friday night. Go out to the islands, go do my thing, go fishing, and that ice would still be there on Sunday night when I had the marina pull it. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's like a true testament to how great those coolers are, and that's after like you know two kids are digging through it like every five minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great cooler for sure. Yeah, my but, my uh, Dewalt one, I'm like the wall thickness on it is like three and a half inches of foam. Oh, it's ridiculous. And that's then, the reason why. Yeah, yeah, and then what I do is I throw the the bubble wrap uh, foil stuff on top just as a reflective layer so you lift the lid and then you have another layer that you lift up so when you dig around and you drop that back down you know there's that little lip and then the yep. the yep. the lid seals outside that lip just having that little foil bubble wrap uh layer on there you'd be surprised at how much that keeps your ice from getting just hammered by the sun yep yep that's absolutely true that's a very good point. Yeah. And absolutely. it's so cheap. I mean, I I think I have 50 cents into that. Because all I did is I laid it on there. I marked out where I needed a cut. And I, like, literally cut custom cut it to fit that. I think the whole royal the whole roll of that bubble foil cost me, like, I don't know, 8 bucks, And I used, like, I don't know, 12 by 18 inches worth. That, that was the best. That was the best probably 50 cent improvement I've ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah. Insulation is by far worth every penny. Speaking of cutting things off, I think right here is a great spot to shut down the podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who has supported us in this endeavor. And uh, thank you to the Makery Network for supporting us and putting us uh, in a great place for this podcast. We appreciate everybody listening. And uh, as always, if you'd like to support our channel, you can do that in many ways. Uh, By far, the best way is to go to housemade.us and buy a grinder or some stickers or whatever. Or you can go to Key Nutrients, our link down in the show notes, and you can purchase uh, you know, key nutrients, electrolyte powder, and we we get a little kickback from that, or Patreon, or buy me a coffee. All of those things work, and that helps support what we do right here on Work For It, the Work For It podcast, and everything that I've got going on in my workshop and studio. So, thank you everybody for listening to the Work For It podcast. My name is Brian House, and this has been Work For It. Bye, folks. Goodbye. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.